How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm Jen Smith, your host, and today we are jumping into a topic that has been trending in the world of career for quite some time, upskilling and reskilling. So last week, we discussed the top misconceptions about career changes, one of which is that many job seekers and career changers think they have to return to school for a formal education to make a change. When in reality, there are so many ways to up-level current skills and learn new skills. In addition to that, there are also very compelling reasons for your employer to support you in this. So with technology rapidly advancing, the job market evolving, and many employees are finding that their current skills have either become outdated or insufficient. And so then as a result of that, there's an increased emphasis from an employer perspective on continuous learning and acquiring new skills in order for organizations to stay competitive. So today, we're going to start by discussing the definitions of upskilling and reskilling and why they are essential in today's world of work. Then we're going to jump into a few different examples And I'm going to talk you through ways to build a case for your employer to support you in your continuous learning. And then finally, we'll wrap up with some examples and help you put this into your heart-based career development plan. So let's get to it. First, I want to talk about the definitions of upskilling and reskilling. So upskilling refers to improving and enhancing an existing skill while reskilling involves learning entirely new skills, either in your current role or if you want to pivot into a new career. So let me give you an example of what this looks like in real life from an R&D perspective. So let's use a research and development team as an example. So suppose a company's R&D team is responsible for using machine learning to develop new products. And maybe they have one team member who's been working on machine learning, but isn't yet an expert. So to upskill, that company might offer training courses for this team member to attend and learn more about machine learning in order to become an expert. So maybe there's online learning from, you know, edX or Coursera or even LinkedIn Learning. 
through this upskilling program, this team member can improve their understanding of machine learning and its application. They can learn how to use the relevant tools and software. And then as a result, they bring their new ideas and perspectives back to the team in order to contribute to new innovative products using machine learning. So you can see the, this benefits the employee by expanding their skill set and becoming an expert in a very trending, up-and-coming skill. And then it also helps the company by improving the quality and effectiveness of the entire R&D function. So let's take that same R&D team and talk about reskilling. So suppose this team has been developing products and using traditional methods of research and development, but they want to start using more advanced technology, such as 3D printing. But the team members don't lack the skills or the knowledge to use 3D printing. So the company potentially could launch a reskilling program to address this gap and train the team in the new technology. So it might be a mix of classroom and hands-on learning for something such a big initiative where team members could learn about the principles and the strategy behind 3D printing. They could learn the different relevant hardware and software. They could learn how to troubleshoot common issues that come up during the 3D printing process. And then this training could be conducted either in-house or they could partner with an external training provider. And then basically, after completing the reskilling program, team members would be able to use 3D printing in all of their R&D work. So they would design and print prototypes a lot more quicker. My guess is that it would be a lot more accurate. It would also reduce the time and cost associated with product development. And then additionally, these team members can bring their skills to all the projects within R&D, which would improve the overall team's effectiveness, their ability to stay relevant and competitive. And now that entire R&D team can add 3D printing to their resume. So hopefully in that example, you can see the difference between upskilling and reskilling and how they benefit both the employer and individual team members. So now let's talk about why this is happening. So there's a couple key reasons that probably aren't surprising, but I think it's important to ground us in this. So first and foremost is technology. It is no secret that technology is, is, is evolving very quickly and many traditional roles are becoming automated, which means new jobs are emerging faster than they ever have before. So this is why being agile is a crucial piece of heart-based career planning. We must be able to adapt quickly to these changing technological advancements. Another reason is job market changes. So the job market is constantly changing and there are so many economic uncertainties such as recessions and pandemics that we are very used to at this point. And all of this significantly impacts the job market. So upskilling and reskilling can help you become more adaptable and resilient in these economic uncertainties. Another reason is employer demand. So employers are increasingly looking for colleagues with a diverse skill set to help them stay competitive. So by upskilling and reskilling, you can help employers meet those demands. And then lastly, and I would say most importantly, upskilling and reskilling can provide team members and employees with a sense of personal growth and fulfillment, 
So learning new skills can be really an enriching experience that leads either to new opportunities, more satisfying career. You know, when you think about it, a lot of people, myself included, get really bored quickly. So building a continuous learning and development culture is an excellent way for employers to retain top talent and then you as an employee to stay engaged in your work. So overall, upskilling and reskilling have become a trend because they are critical to staying competitive and relevant in today's world of work. So they help employers and employees and job seekers adapt to challenges in the economy, all of these technological advancements that are only going to happen quicker and quicker, and help all of us achieve personal growth and fulfillment in our careers. So now let's talk about how to do this. This is all about creating your heart-based development plan that outlines the skills you want to build on, how you plan to learn them, and by when. It's very important to think through these specific ideas, get them on the calendar. Something happens when you put tasks on the calendar. They are so much more likely to get done. And the best part here too is that you get to pick different ways that you learn best and that you're most comfortable learning. And that just makes heart-based career planning even more fun. So first, you must identify the skills that are in demand in your industry or the one you want to transition into. And then from there, set clear intentions for what you want to achieve through the upskilling and reskilling. From there, it's time to get into the details. So look for online courses, webinars, workshops, anything that focuses on the skills that you want to develop or learn without going back to school for a formal degree. And don't forget about free resources like YouTube, TED Talks, podcasts. All of this can supplement your learning. And then, of course, you can join professional organizations and attend conferences to stay up to date on any industry trends and new skills. Relationship building and networking with other professionals will help you gain insights to the most valuable skills and how to acquire them. You can always seek out a mentor to guide you through the process of upskilling or reskilling. I love the idea of participating in competitions and hackathons and any other events that can help you challenge uh, how to apply the skills that you've learned. Volunteering is another great way to do that. Or um, maybe you want to find a peer group or a study group to help you keep motivated and accountable for learning your new skills. And you can also practice new skills through just like a personal passion project or pro bono project or offering your services to your favorite nonprofit organization. I love the idea of job shadowing and seeking feedback from a colleague on where you can improve. And then, of course, the probably the easiest one is to sign up for newsletters in order to stay up to date on new skills and continuing to grow your knowledge in a particular role or industry. So all of these are ideas that I just did a quick outline brain dump on um, that you can use to upskill and reskill without going back to school. And I'm sure there's a million more ideas that you can think about. So, so far, we've talked about what upskilling and reskilling are, why they're a trend, how to do it. Now let's put it into perspective. 
This is a very real life example that I'm going to share with you. I've, I've talked to multiple marketing professionals who specialize more in like traditional advertising. They've been working in the industry for years. And now obviously the industry has shifted a lot towards digital marketing and there's always new skills to learn and stay competitive. So I'm going to use this as an example. So if you are somebody or you know somebody who is in marketing or maybe traditional advertising and knows the industry has been shifting towards digital marketing, here are some things you might do. First, identify the in-demand digital marketing skills you want to learn. There's a million of them, but don't pick a million. You want to pick like three to five. So maybe search engine optimization or social media marketing, or maybe you know Google Analytics is a big one. And then from there, set intentions for what you want to achieve through upskilling or reskilling. So for example, maybe you want to increase your company's social media following by 10,000 people. So by doing this and making it very specific, it'll help you better reach your goal because you actually have a goal. And then if you wanted to, you could even put the date on there. And like I mentioned, get it on the calendar. So you create your heart-based development plan by outlining your objective and your intentions and then how you plan to learn and by when. So for example, you might plan to take online courses in SEO and social media marketing by the end of Q2. And maybe you could take that a step further by looking up actual courses where you're going to find them and how much they are or any other details that you might need. And then maybe let's say you're going to attend a workshop, a live workshop, in-person workshop that's offered by a well-known marketing agency, and they're going to teach you about Google Analytics. And you want to do that by the end of Q2. And then maybe you have a former colleague who has digital marketing experience, and you want to buy them a coffee and ask them for their advice on your plan. And finally, you can apply your knowledge to the real world and test out and solidify your understanding of your new knowledge by creating a social media campaign for your company using these new skills. And maybe you want to do that by the end of the year. So by doing this and getting it into a plan, it's a great way to showcase your efforts to your employer. And of course, if you're planning to make a change, these are resume builders and excellent stories for your interview process. Don't forget to consider free resources like YouTube and TED Talks and podcasts. Those are great ways to supplement your learning on top of the meatier, you know, more detailed heart-based career plans that we just talked about. And then finally, I have to mention, don't forget to celebrate all of your achievements along the way. So making an impact by upskilling and reskilling is a big deal. And especially when you're formalizing it with a development plan. So don't forget to celebrate along the way. That's going to help you stay motivated and keep your head in the game. Now let's discuss the case for your employer to help you. And I touched on these slightly, but I want to list them out for you. So there's several reasons why an employer would want to help you upskill and reskill. Number one is to retain top talent. It is hard and time consuming to get out there and recruit new team members. So by offering upskilling and reskilling opportunities, employers can show their teams that they're invested in their growth and development, which increases employee loyalty and helps to reduce turnover. 
It also boosts productivity. So when employees have access to the latest skills and knowledge, they're more productive and more efficient at work. It helps companies stay competitive. So by helping team members upskill and reskill, that organization has um, it stays up to date on the latest trends in technologies, which helps them stay competitive. Fills skill gaps. So this is a big deal. I used to do this when I worked uh, in corporate. So we have a team and we want to identify what are the skill gaps on this team and then offer upskill or reskill opportunities in order for our team to succeed in their roles and keep up with the changing world of work. It also increases innovation. So team members can think outside the box and develop new and innovative solutions to problems, which also, of course, gives a company the competitive edge. And then, of course, it improves morale. So by investing in a team's growth and development, employers are improving morale, job satisfaction, and all of this leads to increased engagement and better performance all of which positively impacts the bottom line as well as your own personal career fulfillment. So now let's put this into context. So I want to give you one more example using the banking industry as an example of this. So the banking industry over the last couple decades has gone through a significant amount of change due to digital technology. So this change led to the automation of so many banking processes, including new financial products and services like apps and digital wallets. So as a result, banks needed to upskill and reskill their employees to stay competitive in the market. Customers began to use online and mobile banking. So banks needed to teach their employees to provide technical support and a different type of customer service for these platforms. It required training employees in data analysis and software development and even cybersecurity. So another example with this is mobile payments and digital wallets. When you think of that, banks needed to upskill their employees to understand the new products and services and then how to educate customers on them. So those are actually multiple different skills that they needed to learn. Then they also potentially had to train their employees on sales and customer service and maybe even digital marketing on these new tools. Take that a step further, it also impacted leadership and management within the banking industry. So with the introduction of this new technology, banks needed to teach their leaders and managers to effectively lead their teams through this digital transformation, which required change management, project management, and strategic planning, which they probably didn't use as much um, as they needed to during this technology revolution. So overall, upskilling and reskilling have significantly impacted the banking industry. And banks could stay competitive and adapt to the new technology and customer demands by investing in their employees and developing them and training them. So this allowed them to stay even ahead of the demands. And can you imagine if they just said, all of our employees, you don't have the skills, so we're going to let you all go and find new employees. That's just ridiculous. It's not going to happen. So they had to invest in upskilling and reskilling strategies in order to stay ahead and meet those demands. So in summary, upskilling refers to improving and enhancing skills, while reskilling involves learning new skills. 
Both upskilling and reskilling can be achieved through lots of different ways, workshops, conferences, online courses, on-the-job experiences, without going back to school. I will tell you that wise employers are investing in upskilling and reskilling programs for their employees to retain talent and ensure that their own workforce remains relevant in this rapidly changing world of work. And overall, these trends towards upskilling and reskilling reflect the reality of a changing market where continuous learning is becoming increasingly important for career success. So my friends, get out there, build up your heart-based career development plans with all of these new exciting opportunities. And if you don't have a copy of my heart-based career development plan workbook, be sure to grab a copy. I will add it to the show notes. So I hope you found this helpful. As always, detailed notes from this episode can be found on the Flourish Careers blog. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful for your support of the show by recommending it to a friend. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you next week. 